Welcome to the Parenting Show with Pina Crispo from ChicMama.ca on Global News Radio 640 Toronto. Happy Sunday and welcome to the Parenting Show. I'm your host, Pina Crispo of ChicMama.ca. And we just wrapped up Christmas. I don't know how you guys are doing. Did you survive? Did you survive our first COVID Christmas? And hopefully our last. Um, But you know what? Only a few more days and then we are out of this year. And hopefully 2021 will be much better for all of us. But you know what? With the year wrapping up, I thought it can't hurt to look back. It can't hurt to look back because... Now the past is in the past. We're going to keep it there, but let's just take a glance and see what it was all about. So with me, I have mama and head of tech and telecom at Twitter, Andrea McDonald. Andrea, how are you? I'm good, thanks. Thanks so much for having me. No, thank you for joining me in the middle of the holidays, in the middle of a pandemic. How have you been surviving? Oh, you know, just like everyone else, lots of uh, family time and uh, I'm sorry to say lots of alcohol. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I think that's a, I think that's a common theme for a lot of people. Alcohol, in my case, I like to indulge in the cannabis a little bit. Um, But hey, you know what? We survived 2020 minus a few days. We have a few days to go. But you know what? We made it out. We're almost there. We're almost there. Goodbye, yeah. Just, just a few just a few more days. And then we can put this year behind us. And I think a lot of people want that. They're just like, 2020, I am done with you. We need to move on, keep the past behind. And it, like we're on to bigger and better things. Wouldn't you agree, Andrea? Definitely. I think a lot of people are ready for 2020 to be in the very, very, very distant past. It's really interesting. We actually have a really fun campaign going on with Twitter right now in the U.S. market where we're taking tweets that people have tweeted about 2020 and putting them on on billboards. And some of the tweets, you know, we, we always say there's a tweet for everything. And some of the tweets are 2020 girl what happened or <laughs> if 2020 was a person it would be my ex um dear 2021 please don't tell 2020 to hold your beer please so i think you know that's what people are feeling about 2020 uh and all those types of sentiments are, are really bubbling up on the platform right now oh my god i love that idea so those are going to be going on billboards yes yes they're already there they're in new york they're in other uh, key markets and so Um, It's one of the things that we like to do at Twitter. You know, the users, the people who use Twitter really are the voice and what makes Twitter such a vibrant place. And so taking their tweets and putting them out of home um, is something that is really fun and playful and a way for people to understand what's on the platform. Uh, So I need to know, please tell me, do we have a billboard here in Toronto? Uh, we probably will have one. If we do, it's going to be um, down um, uh, by the gardener. By the gardener. Um, so I'll, I'll have to check in with right? the marketing team and see if we have one in Toronto. But, oh, you um, need yeah. to keep me we posted because I will definitely take that drive <laughs> just to check it out. Actually, yeah. I have to say one of my favorite things, I believe it's the Jimmy Kimmel show where he has um, celebrities on and they basically go through uh, tweets that have been written about them and they're reading them themselves. And it is the funniest 
thing. Like I live for those segments. They're pretty funny reading mean tweets about you and you can <laughs> see like it's, it's, it's really hurting their feelings. It's, it's, it's not the nicest thing, but it's, it's quite hilarious. Really. You know what? It kind of makes me want people to write mean tweets about me. I'm That's not going to lie. Made it. That's how you know you've made it. Right. <laughs> one I'm day, yeah, one day one. you guys yeah. will see me on Jimmy Kimmel reading mean tweets that people have written about me and I will be so happy. So like, happy. There's our girl. There's our girl. I'll be rooting for you. Love it. So, okay. 2020 rough. We started out. All right. We started out. All right. Like January, February, March started creeping up and we're like, okay, this COVID stuff that they're talking about this coronavirus they're talking about over in China, what's going on. And then before you knew it, Two weeks into March, March break hit, and it was the longest March break of our lives. And all you parents listening at home, you know exactly what I'm talking about. This is when the alcohol and the cannabis made the entrance into our lives. <laughs> yes, a hundred percent, a hundred percent. And I think you know we were we were starting to hear about the coronavirus at the beginning of the year. People weren't really paying much attention. It was really when the March break hit and, and travelers were going to, you know, the traveling was going to peak and we went into lockdown and we really saw the conversation really just dominate around the coronavirus, COVID-19. Um, we've seen since then, you know, people are still talking about it, but politics is really what's dominating the conversation right now. Second is, is, COVID-19. And then really it's, you know, people still want to be distracted by the things that they love. So music, entertainment, gaming, that's mm -hmm. really those, those areas of conversation still are seeing a big, a big dominance on the platform because we can only take so much conversation around COVID-19 uh, because it, it, it does seem to be very omnipresent. Yeah, I have to say for myself, and it's something I've been very public about, I have not been dealing well with it from the get-go. Um, and I've communicated that through the show, through social media, but it's been a it's been a challenge for me. And so I have been avoiding news at all costs just for my mental health and just well-being. And I have been turning to those forms of entertainment that you just spoke about. But I was looking at some stats here and listen, the most um, popular, I guess, tweets people mentioned uh, that involved Toronto were all like political. Yes, all of it stemmed around uh, COVID-19. So we have Doug Ford is number one, John Tory, number two, Justin Trudeau. Dr. Alan Davila, who is, of course, Toronto's uh, public health officer, and then Stephen Lecce. And so really, when we think about the localized conversation, we haven't had much in terms of sports. There hasn't been many um, local events happening. And so this really has dominated the conversation. People, especially right now, as we're entering or as we um, are in the midst of another lockdown, um, people are really focused on that. Yeah, it's... For me, honestly, like there's been a few times that I've had to turn the TV on and watch a press conference with Ford um, because I need to know what was like, I needed to know what was going on with the schools. I needed to know, like, like, I won't, I won't forget turning it on in March, uh, you know, watching the news, watching a press conference on global and Doug Ford saying, okay, declared state of emergency. And I just sat there and I was like, what is going on? 
Then another time I remember watching the news, which I'm telling you is very seldom over these past like nine months. But I remember watching and um, and they're like, this can take a year and a half to two years to get out of. And I was like, and I am done with this. So I have like I have kind of eliminated all of that from my life um, just because I can't cope and I can't deal. And the things that I want, I can't have, which for me is the entertainment, is the concerts, which all my concerts went to crap this year. I miss concerts so much. It's so right. Sad. So, so typically, you know, concerts, which would be something huge that people would be tweeting about from the show. Hey, we're here. Hashtag whatever band, hashtag the venue, hashtag living my best life. Actually, <laughs> I bet you living my best life was nowhere near any of the top um, hashtags used on Twitter this year. <laughs> yeah, I don't think living our best life was something that we have tweeted as a collective. Um, but there are some themes that have come about this year that um, are interesting. Uh, I think, you know, a lot of folks feel the same way. There's that fatigue around the news and really being like consumed by COVID. But when we think about some, we did some research earlier in the year um, around the summertime that looked at some of the behaviors and trends that have come out because of COVID-19 specific to Canada. And there were these um, seven themes that really arose. Um, one was emotional tweeting. And so we're really like experiencing like an absolute roller coaster of emotions, whether it's like extreme sadness, you know, when we announced lockdown, like <laughs> myself personally, when, when Doug Ford announced that the province was going into another lockdown, like I kind of cried a little, like even though I live yes. in Hamilton and Hamilton was already in the gray zone, um, but it's just, it, it's hard for people. But then we're seeing massive increases in some of the emojis that are really, really positive and joyous. And so we're really seeing a broad spectrum of emotions that, that Canadians are feeling. Um, another theme is creativity being unleashed. And so we're bored. We don't have a lot to do. We can't go to those concerts that we love and bring us so much joy. And so people are being more creative at home, whether it's through baking. You know, I think there's going to be, uh, you know, a lot of people who've gained a lot of weight over this break, like, because there's a lot of cookie consumption going on especially oh, yeah. in my household. Um, also using technology to stay or socially connected while physically apart. And so I think, you know, I'm sure a lot of people, their holiday celebrations looked a lot different this year, whether it was outside or virtual. Um, and so really using that technology to stay connected because um, it's just part of human behavior. We need to be close to each other. Closer communities is another one that um, is really nice to see, you know, just being closer to your neighborhood, being closer to that elderly person that lives across the street or down the hall, making sure that they're okay. Um, mental health, the other yeah. epidemic, we call it, you know, stress, the, the, the use of stress um, comments and hashtags on our platform has really, really increased as well as self-care. So making sure that we're taking that time to take care of ourselves. Um, and then one of the other ones is just embracing the slowdown, like going through Christmas this year, has been a lot easier for me. I've had oh, more time it? because like, I'm pretty crazy about Christmas and, you know, working full time and I'm a commuter and you know, I've been working from home all year and I've been able to enjoy every process of wrapping gifts and cooking. Cause I just have more time to do it. So like just embracing that has been, has been, has been really nice. See, I have, how do I put this? 
It's been a complete and utter shit show for me. (laughs) One minute, I am like, I got this. I got this. I'm doing well. I can do this. And then the next minute, I'm like under my desk with my microphone, um, you know, recording the show because I can't be in studio. And I miss being in studio so much. But it's just been like this whirlwind, like you said, of emotions. You know, we have these super crazy highs and then these super crazy lows. And it's just a lot to take in. But I find that there's like, you know, I have a lot of friends who are like, I am loving this life, Pina. They're like, I'm loving it. Like, I don't want to see people. I'm working from home. I don't have to deal with anything. It's fantastic. And then you have me extrovert to the max, right? Where I'm like, I need my people. I need my concerts. I need my hugs. And I'm just like not doing well at all. So I cannot wait to like get out of this. I cannot wait for, you know, 2021 for that ball to drop and just be like, okay, guys, just a little bit longer, just a little bit longer. And then we are home free. I I pray. I pray. I'm going to bust out the rosary to make sure, (laughs) but that's the Catholic girl in me. Um, But yeah, 2021, just a few days away, we are talking uh, with Andrea McDonald, head of tech and telecom at Twitter. It is the 2020 year in review Twitter style right here on The Parenting Show. Don't go anywhere because we'll be right back with more. Now back to The Parenting Show with Pina Crispo on Global News Radio 640 Toronto. Welcome back. You are tuned into Global News Radio 640 Toronto, and you are listening to The Parenting Show with me, Pina Crispo of ChicMama.ca. I'm your host and our special guest. To wrap up 2020, we are looking at the year in review, Twitter style. We have Andrea McDonald, who is head of tech and telecom at Twitter Canada. And Andrea, before the break, we were talking about like the emotions, that emotional roller coaster that, you know, no matter if you've been doing well during this pandemic, or been a disaster like myself, there we've all gone through this emotional roller coaster. And so I was checking out the top five emojis used on Twitter over the year, and I can't help but laugh. You had mentioned it actually in the last segment. Um, you had said there's like this this variety of emojis that were used. Um, so how okay, let's how do we describe this? So number one is the the most laughing used until you the, cry the laughing till you cry emoji, which I can see because sometimes, you know, you're just like, this life is so ridiculous. I can't help but laugh. And then right away it is followed by which emoji, Andrea? The crying emoji, (laughs) sobbing, in fact. Very, very sad, very sad. Which makes me die of laughter because I often use those two together. Yes, yes, that is our life. This is, these, (laughs) these emojis really, take into account what we have experienced emotionally (laughs) in 2020. Then you move on to the next one. It's the sad puppy eye look like, this is adorable. This is heartbreaking. You know, this one can be used in a lot of different contexts, but it's overall sad. Um, And then the sideways laughing till you cry emoji, which is for extra hilarious. Um, And then hard eye um, emojis for extra love. Yeah. It's really been an emotional roller coaster that we we've, we've been riding, and you know I don't know when we're going to be getting off this roller coaster, but let's hope it's it's soon. 
I know. You know which emoji I would think? Maybe it's six. Who knows? We only have the top five here. Maybe it's number six. But where is the like wine bottle or the the um, nauseated one ready to puke because you're so hungover? <laughs> I think people I, are just keeping that to themselves. <laughs> but we spoke about some uh, Toronto accounts that, you know, our top five Toronto people that were mentioned. Um, but if we take that to the next level and we just look at people overall in 2020, who do we have there? So um, the people that Canadians were were mentioning or the accounts that they were they were following and talking about the first one, you know, we live in Canada, but the US election has obviously oh, yeah. been a major source of interest and conversation on Twitter and off the platform. And so Donald Trump is the the number one uh, account <laughs> that was mentioned uh, in, in 2020, followed by Joe Biden. Um, okay. And then, and then our own prime minister, uh, Justin Trudeau. So, wow, um, this is yeah. overall, overall. Yeah. Overall Trudeau so coming Canada. in at three. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Um, the, the fourth was George Floyd. And so obviously, oh, yeah. um, in May, uh, and into, into June, the black lives matter movement was absolutely massive on the platform. Um, that conversation is still going strong. And, um, so George Floyd really, um, was a focal point, obviously. Um, so that's the number four uh, person mentioned. And then the fifth was Barack Obama. You know, no one's no one's going to forget about Obama. And he's still definitely driving. You know, really yeah. Yeah. So um, those are the top five people who um, who were talked about. And when we think about accounts, there's there's some dupl duplication there, of course. So Donald Trump's still number one. But number two, uh, taking Joe Biden down to the third spot is actually BTS. And so if you're not familiar yeah, with what's BTS, BTS, so BTS is a K-pop, Korean pop group who absolutely have a massive following globally. And so Canadians are, are no exception. We have a thriving K-pop scene on the platform. Wow. Yeah, yeah. So they're, they're number two, followed by Joe Biden. Then we've got our, you know, our own Justin Trudeau. And then the fifth is YouTube. So YouTube, obviously, probably seeing a ton of, of increase. Uh, yes, everyone's um, watching a lot of online video right now and talking yeah. about the platform. Yeah. I just still can't believe this BTS. Like, listen, I'm a rock girl and I'm a little country. Like, no Pearl Jam? Where does Pearl Jam come into this or Foo Fighters? That's what I want to know. BTS. BTS, right. you know, it's the next generation. <laughs> That's what our kids are going to be into. Is uh, is BTS? This is this is how you know that you turned forty during the pandemic. There you go. Right? <laughs> You're like yeah. BTS. Who is that? And where's <laughs> my music at? Wow. So that's okay. So we we had top people, top accounts. Um. Oh, I want to know about hashtags. Did any of them have to do with gaining weight? What did they call it? The COVID. Uh, it was 20? the COVID-19, COVID-20, co then I think like they were calling it um, something like a stone or something in the UK. Um, yeah. So did anything have to do with gaining weight? Well, I think people might be keeping that one private as well, because it was not <laughs> one of the top five uh, trending hashtags of the year. Um, number one was COVID-19. Uh, number two was coronavirus. 
Number three was um, it's CDN Poly, which is short form for Canadian politics. And so um, the Canadian politics conversation uh, is alive and well. Number four, BTS again, our friends uh, from BTS. And then number five is uh, hashtag ACNH, which is for Animal Crossing. New Horizons, which is uh, yes! Nintendo Switch yes! game. Yes. 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 Okay, there we go, because I am an Animal Crossing fan. And um, it, it's so funny because I also teach Andrea at Humber College part-time and I teach in the radio broadcasting program. And I'll never forget, you know, lockdown coming into our lives in March. And here I have my second year radio students who have like another month and a half to go before they can complete the program and so everything was moved online so now it was like okay we're doing zoom classes guys and just about that time is when animal crossing uh had come out so i would be teaching and it was just like these these guys were just like miss i'm so done and i'm like listen just pay attention a little longer and um, I would often catch them playing Animal Crossing during class. And I was just like, you know what, guys, I don't blame you. I don't blame <laughs> you because if I could, I'd be doing the same thing, too. So yay for Animal Crossing. Um, that made me happy. But BTS again? BTS, I'm telling you, it's, it's, it's an absolute massive, massive conversation on the platform. Korean pop, K-pop is, is its own category. And I think our generation might not be that into it, but there is a, a younger generation on the platform that is absolutely thriving. Do we know who um, has the top Twitter account overall? Is it BTS? Like the, num- <laughs> the number one? Oh, I need to, I'll look into that. It's going to be... Um, one of some, probably let me look into that though. I don't have that one off the top of my head. Oh man, that would be interesting because how long have these guys been around? Oh, now see, you're, 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 you're testing my, my K-pop your, your knowledge. Music. Okay. But like, <laughs> prob- but not long, right? Like they can't, they, it's not like a they're few like years, a few okay. years. Okay. So yes, they, if they sure. have managed to steal that number one spot, I will be like totally impressed. Yeah. yeah. Totally it's impressed. Also- yeah it's also just a part of the culture of of the fandom that is is, is a oh. whole part of the whole scene like yes they, i can they, totally see that yeah yeah so it's um it's, it's very fun now before COVID hit i remember something being huge in the news now whether you were a fan of this person or a fan of the sport um you heard about this and i'm talking about the death of kobe bryant and his daughter And that, you know, it, like I said, you know, whether you were his fan, whether you watch basketball or not, like all eyes were on um, the news and media outlets at that time, including Twitter. So where does Kobe fit into the Twitter year in review? Kobe Bryant definitely dominated the conversation. If we take a look at globally in the global conversation that was an absolute tragedy and um, a lot of people were talking about it what you know what we were looking at and what we um, focus on at the Canadian Twitter office are the Canadian athletes and who really is dominating from the from the Canadian perspective mm-hmm. and so when we think about overall Canadian athletes um, Alfonso Davies was was the number one um, we have Jamal Murray we have Chase Claypool 
um, Chubba Hubbard and Lance Stroll. Those were the top five Canadian athletes that really dominated the conversation. It was an interesting year for sports though, right? Like there wasn't a lot that happened. Um, no, because uh, everything you know, was, was put on hold, canceled, but there we have like a variety. You got some soccer, some basketball, some football, yeah. some racing. Yeah. Um, but yeah, otherwise it was like, once COVID and that lockdown hit us here, um, everything was just like on hold. On hold. We were, and even, we, we, yeah, we had a couple, we, you know, there, there were some seasons that were, were up, but I think the overall excitement and the hype that you typically see, um, the conversation was still thriving, but it just, it just wasn't the same without being able to be in, in the, the stadiums without, you know, having the cohorts. It just, it was, it was a very different year. So I think everyone's really looking forward to, to 2021 and hopefully yes. things getting back to normal and having a normal year in sport. It's so true. You know what, talking about sports though, and, and Twitter Canada covering, you know what I mean? Like keeping an eye on, on, on Canadian sports, you know, I'm a Toronto girl. So I need to know how did our Toronto teams do in comparison to the other Canadian teams? So, okay, so we've got the teams, Toronto Raptors and Toronto Maple Leafs and Toronto Blue Jays all took the number one, two, and three spots. Yes! And so, yes. yes, go Toronto, followed by the Vancouver Canucks and then the Montreal Canadiens. And so, oh, boo-hoo, Habs! <laughs> yeah, sorry, sorry. Sorry, guys, you're not going to cut it in this country. Toronto all the way. But <laughs> you know you've made it as a team where you rank in the top five uh, when it comes to Twitter accounts. So yes. I, I'm really happy to hear that uh, yeah. our Toronto teams hit one, two, and three when it comes yeah. to Twitter accounts. What's really um, interesting, um, sorry, is just that the Toronto Raptors are, are the number one ahead of the Leafs. And so Toronto really has turned into a basketball city. Yes. Um, you know, like we the North, that hashtag is still alive and well. And we've really seen, you know, the Toronto Raptors really take to the platform and, and lean in and engage with, with their fans uh, on Twitter, which is great. That is, it makes me happy. I'll tell you that much. It makes me happy because I am a proud Toronto girl. We are talking about 2020. It is the year in review on the show today, Twitter style with Andrea McDonald of Twitter Canada. Don't go anywhere because we'll be back with more right here on The Parenting Show, Global News Radio, 640 Toronto. You're listening to The Parenting Show with Pina Crispo on Global News Radio 640 Toronto. It is Sunday night and you are tuned into The Parenting Show right here on Global News Radio 640 Toronto. This is the very last parenting show for 2020. Good riddance. Goodbye, 2020. We are done with you and we cannot wait to welcome in a new year, 2021 Please do not disappoint. Um, but we thought, you know what? I don't know. Maybe let's look back and I don't know why, but we're looking back on, on 2020 with Andrea McDonald from Twitter Canada, head of uh, tech and telecom there. And we're just having some fun. We're looking back on the year. We're looking back on what has been trending on Twitter. And, uh, and we spoke about a, a lot of things, the politics, the sports, top Canadian accounts. Um, but I'm an entertainment girl. I love my music. Andrea, let's talk entertainment. 
2020. Um, BTS, who I just discovered via you two (laughs) minutes ago, um, they've been coming up a lot. Um, And I was like, I have no idea who they are. But if we're talking Canadians, who made the list? All right, so Canadians, it's a different story for sure. So we look at the Canadian artists that really topped the, the Twitter conversation. Generally, number one, our guy, Justin Bieber. Number two, The Weeknd. Number three, Shawn Mendes. Number four, Drake. And then number five was Johnny Orlando. Um, so, yeah, so the guy is really dominating, uh, dominating overall. But when, when we take a peek at the female music artists, what we see, uh, number one is Grimes. Number two, Avril Lavigne. Number three, my girl, Celine Dion. Uh, (laughs) I love her. I just love her. Uh, Number four, Alicia Cara. And number five, Ali X. And so, you know, we've got a a nice um, nice roster of great Canadian talent that uh, really dominated the conversation on Twitter. Wow. Okay. So I'm like, I'm a little shocked that Avril Lavigne came in too. I know. I have not heard anything about this girl in the longest time. Like, but she's they're, coming in at number two, ahead of Celine Dion, ahead of Alessia Cara. There must have been something that happened in the year that really spiked the conversation. Yeah, I am going to have to like search dig into this. and dig in. I'm going to get beginning on Twitter and I'm going to be like, what happened here? What did this girl do to make it to number two? Um, talking about entertainment um, and Canadians. What was, do you have this info? What was the, I guess, most popular tweet entertainment wise when it comes to Canadians? So this was, um, you know, uh, an interesting year and, and a sad year in a lot of ways. And so when we think about the most liked tweet by Canadians, it was uh, really the the rest in peace Chadwick Boseman, um, the death yeah. of the, the, the Black Panther actor. Um, Canadians and people all around the world were heartbroken to hear um, that he had sadly passed away. He had fought a, a, you know, a private battle with cancer. Uh, and so that was really um, you know, the tweet that people rallied around the most. Yes. Um, and you know, not just in the entertainment category, in general, that was the most liked tweet um, by Canadians. Um, wow. The most retweeted tweet by Canadians was Bell Let's Talk. And so I mentioned um, earlier mm. on that mental health is, a, is a, a topic of conversation that's really seeing a lot of growth, stress management. You know, Bell Let's Talk Day will be coming up again uh, in January. And so I think we'll see, again, like a lot of conversation uh, oh, yeah. around that really important initiative. Yeah, because, you know, with, with 2020, with the pandemic, with everything going on, with lockdown and another one now, um, mental health has been on the forefront. You know what I mean? Like a lot of people and, and I can't, you know what I mean? I'm assuming, and I, I'm going to guess that my assumption is pretty accurate. Um, but you know, I feel like a lot of people, a lot more people are suffering this year than, you know, ever before. Um, has there been any, um, any talks about like, specifically about the mental health hashtags used or accounts used? Yeah, like so we, suicide? we have dug, in, dug into the data um, and we see that, you know, stress management and, and tweets around that topic has seen a 2x increase. So two times more wow. than, than typical. So that's significant. And then, you know, a 35% increase in the conversation around self-care. And so, um, you know, it's really important, like, 
you know, as we as we're experiencing a second lockdown, we know that it's very hard on individuals who already are suffering from mental health challenges. Um, and it could also just cause new mental health challenges. So I think staying on top of this, making sure that we're staying close and connected to to our, our loved ones and ourselves. There's, a, you know, yes. I said it earlier, there's a tweet for everything. And a tweet that was one of my favorites is wearing your expensive perfumes during quarantine is self-care. You know? Oh my, <laughs> I'm not even kidding you, Andrea. I had gotten out of the shower today. I'm not going anywhere. And I was like, I'm going to put perfume on today and I don't care. So that is hilarious. There is a tweet for everything. Really Why didn't I tweet it first? Uh, you know, <laughs> like you're not alone though, right? It's, it's yeah. we're doing these things for ourselves and taking care of yourself is really important right now. Oh, yeah, because, you know, once things hit, uh, you know, in March and the first few months, I feel like a lot of people were just like, get out of my PJs. What for? Why? Who cares? I'm going to work in my PJs. I'm just going to not care. I'm going to eat. And then it got to the point where it was just like, no, we need to wake up. We need to shower. We need to get dressed because we were noticing that it was it was wreaking havoc on our mental health. It really, yeah. And, and we're not productive that way. Right. And so, um, it really is important. There's a lot of initiatives that Twitter has, has offered to our, to the employees that focus on wellness and self-care and how to manage the stress throughout this time, especially for parents who have had their kids home for, for the, for the entire duration of this. Um, so yeah, so I know that Twitter is doing some stuff to help parents. And maybe you can talk a little bit about that. Yeah, so we have a initiative, it's called Camp Twitter. And it's uh, it was really interesting at the beginning of the summer, they, they introduced it, knowing that a lot of parents have been home with their kids. You know, there was no structure at that time. A lot oh, of parents, God, yeah. you know, right? Like now it's a little bit different uh, here in Canada. Um, and so it was it was ways to engage with um, with with parents and to have some structure, you could tap into programs that were offered by uh, institutions like OutSchool, where you could tap into like counseling and games and things like that. That's amazing. So that's still available, Andrea? It's still available. Yes, yes, it is. So how would a parent find that? Oh, it's, it's, uh, OutSchool is at the website, um, OutSchool, I think.com. So you can, you can access, they'll have piano lessons, they'll have dance lessons, they'll have lots of different things that you can um, structure for your kids, especially during the winter break, as we go into an extended um, lockdown or remote learning for the kids. It's extra things that they can do remotely, which is really, really great. Amazing. I really love that. I actually want to hear more about it, Andrea. So let's take a quick break and we'll be back with more right here on The Parenting Show, Global News Radio, 640 Toronto. Now, back to The Parenting Show with Pina Crispo from ChicMama.ca on Global News Radio 640 Toronto. Welcome back. You are listening to The Parenting Show right here on Global News Radio 640 Toronto. I'm your host, Pina Crispo of ChicMama.ca. Guys, it is the last Sunday of the year, which means it's the last parenting show of 2020. So with me, I have Andrea McDonald. She is head of tech and telecom at Twitter Canada. We've been taking a look back on the year 
Twitter style. Andrea, before the break, you were talking a little bit about all the great things that Twitter is doing to help parents um, and stuff that we can actually use during this holiday break and and what is actually going to be an extended break. Um, So tell me a little bit more about that. You were mentioning that we can go to this website and there's all kinds of different things and activities that we can we can do with our kids. Yeah, yeah. So it's called outschool.com. And at Twitter, they've given uh, employees a bit of a like a voucher, like you could say, where we have a pool of money that you can tap into and you can pay for these courses that you can offer to your children. And so they do cost money and it's in US dollars, but it's amazing. You can give your child piano lessons uh, virtually. There is tutoring sessions that you can have if your child is falling behind and you're worried about them being able to adapt to remote learning. My daughter over the summer did a Harry Potter <gasps> class where they jumped into yeah the themes of Harry Potter and learning about um, character development and, and uh, you know, a whole bunch of literary devices that were used in that. And so it's great because, you know, the kids couldn't get bored. <laughs> like, you know, um, but- forget about the kids. I am a huge Potterhead. Can you please send me the link for that course? I certainly I'm gonna, can. You know I'm, I certainly I'm can. Do, Andrea, I'm going to sign up the kids for it and pretend that I'm doing it for my three kids. But really, between you and I, <laughs> and I guess everyone listening, um, it's really for me. So. <laughs> I, I love it. I too am a Harry Potter nerd. And so I will be joining along with you. Um, but it's great. You know, it's, it's, it's not easy having the kids home and trying to work. And so, you know, Twitter really has tried their, their best and done a wonderful job of giving our, their, their employees the resources to, to help. And it doesn't alleviate everything, but um, other things that the company has done to help working parents, we have, um, we call it perch time. And it's just a time of the day that is blocked off in your calendar that is, you know, no meetings. You cannot schedule a meeting. It's supposed to be working time. But as parents, you know, if that's just time that you need to go and pick up your kids and spend some time with them, then then that's that's okay. Like you need to give working parents that flexibility uh, to, to do those that. types of things. Yeah, yeah. I love that because listen, you know, 2020 Yes, we had the pandemic and because of it, a lot of things have changed and we've had to pivot. I'm surprised. Was pivot like one of the top hashtags actually? Did it make it on a hashtag? I'm sure it has. I'm sure it has. Yeah. I feel like pivot was like the word of the year, whether it was like it was in the top five hashtags or not, like in my world, it's all I kept hearing. But for us parents, we've had to pivot and pivot and, and, you know, work from home while homeschooling our kids and trying to keep them entertained. So, um, I love all this stuff that you're, you're telling me right now. I love it because we've had to adjust our lives. You know, it's much different than what we've been used to doing. We're not set up for, for this. We, no, we, no. I had a house full of dropouts. Was dropout one of the top hashtags? Because <laughs> God knows it should have been. <laughs> really? It was impossible. My kids, like between March and June, there wasn't a lot of education happening. And, you no. know. I'm hoping that it will be a little bit um, more structured this next round. We've had time to prepare. It sounds like the, the teachers are, and the, um, the, the school boards are much more um, ready for remote learning. So I've heard a lot of great stories um, of success that we've seen, but, but still, you know, that shift, that pivot, I think the, the Ross Geller gif of pivot is probably my favorite. Speaking <laughs> of um, but, you know, we, we've had to do it. And so whatever employees and our employers can do to offer their, their high performing talent uh, resources and ways to, to, to pivot properly and to give us support is just going to help with pro- productivity. Yeah, it's great. 
I love it. I love it. And we were talking about, you know, a lot of stuff for 2020, but if we look forward to 2021, I don't know. This is like, guys, I'm making this up. Okay. So if you're listening at home, these are not like proper trends that were researched. This is stuff I'm making up and pulling out of my ASS right now. Okay. So, so Andrea, okay, let's think if we want to see something, you know, what would, what would make us really happy to see trending for 2021? What would it be for you? On oh, for me, it's going to be like, you know how we had the SARS stock or SARS fest. I forget yes. what it was called, but like a big outdoor concert. The vaccine has been <gasps> here. It's like September and we are all out somewhere at a massive concert together. Yes. Dancing. And that is what is going to trend. That would be my wish list right there. Oh my gosh. Yes. I don't even think I can. No, I I'm jumping on with yours. Okay. So this is how we get the trend going guys. This is how it happens. That's what I want for 2021 as well. I will be there right next to you. I will be hashtagging and tweeting away and all our favorite bands will be playing there. So we'll be like tagging them and, and, and hashtagging them. And who knows, BTS might even show up. BTS there. We're getting BTS there. It's happening. <laughs> Along with my Pearl Jam and Foo Fighters um, and Deftones and Rage Against the Machine and all the bands that I wasn't able to see due to COVID. Oh, man, this was fun. Thank you so much for joining me on the show today, Andrea. You know, thank you. 2020 was a year. Let's just say <laughs> it was a year for Everyone. all of us, not only here in Canada, but worldwide on the planet. You know, we all went through this together. Um, But like I said, at the beginning of the show, it's only a few more days and then we are done. So good night, everyone. And enjoy these last few days. Brighter days are coming. 2021 will be here soon enough. Happy New Year, Andrea. Happy New Year, um, team. Thank you. And Happy New Year to all of you guys listening at home. Thank you for your continued support over 2020. The Parenting Show loves you. If you want to listen back to this show or any of our previous shows, you can do so on our podcast, which you can download on Apple or anywhere podcasts are available. But that is it for me. I am off to grab myself a drink, spark up a joint, and just enjoy these last few days. I am out. For the year, I'll catch you back here, January 2021. I'm Pina Crispo, and this is The Parenting Show, right here on Global News Radio, 640 Toronto.